Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. Episode 60, I believe. Now, before I begin, I'll let you guys know if you are a first-time listener. Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you relax, sleep, take your mind off of your day, relax, and kind of maybe learn a thing or two. Now, a lot has changed in the last week, especially since the last episode that I uh, recorded. As a matter of fact, well, let's be honest, the world's changed. And based on the title of this episode, it shouldn't be a surprise that, yes, the coronavirus is pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. Now, like I mentioned, a lot has changed since last week. Uh, Even when I was recording Wednesday's episode, I uh, did get a a heads up from a buddy of mine uh, the day before telling me kind of what's going on with, with the pandemic uh, before, you know, the whole country shut down, before before sports shut down. And uh, it all just happened pretty fast. So, yeah, I figured there was a lot to talk about. I almost wanted to create an episode Friday, but uh, some things have changed since that Wednesday. Um, so, or since, um, what was I going to say, the last episode. So I really should be better at dating things. Anyway, uh, what I really wanted to talk about today, specifically with the coronavirus, is for those of you who are kind of out of the loop or kind of depending on where you're located or where you're, uh, I'm trying to think of the right ways to say this without sounding scathing, uh, if you're someone who really hasn't paid attention to it, uh, you really should. That's, I'm going to have like my few minute spiel and I'm going to talk about other things too, but uh, in case you are trying to sleep, I'm not trying to make you worry or try to keep you guys restless, but I but I can't help but think a lot of people so far uh, are either on two boats, and it's one, like you're all in on the pandemic, you're doing things, you're being proactive, and you're doing what you can, or two, you are someone who's just reluctant uh, for whatever reason, I cannot figure out why, or you don't believe it, or whatever. But this is a real thing. And it's so real that the world is literally stopping. So I don't know how many indicators some people might think, like, oh, it's just made up, or whatever. Like, no, it's not the case, guys. Okay, so uh, it's, yeah, it's just becoming ridiculous at this point. So. I want to address a few things because I feel like there's not many people talking about the specific consequences uh, of kind of just, you know, not practicing the social distancing and whatever. And realistically speaking, it's going to likely get to the point to where uh, if people just don't listen with social distancing, the government will probably step in and say, well, sorry, guys, you guys fucked it up and uh, we're going to start shutting down everything and or something along those lines. So one uh, yeah, don't do that, guys. Don't at least try to listen. Um, but two, the, big, the biggest reason why 
I really wanted to talk about this too is that uh, you know I, like I said I don't know out of how many listeners uh, people are uh, are taking the coronavirus seriously or not and it's you know it's a scale of one to ten everyone kind of has their own serious level at this point um, I'd be hard pressed to find someone who isn't aware of what's going on uh, because a lot of things have affected our day-to-day lives so so that being said uh, I firmly believe that if I am able to talk to someone, talk some sense, or at least play out a scenario, that makes sense. That is very logical that I think people can understand then, you know, maybe someone's actions could change. And I'm not really someone who just tells people what they should and shouldn't be doing. I'd like to talk about my experiences or how it relates to helping people or providing value. But in this case, I just it just feels kind of um, off and weird to not say anything at this point. Um, especially for any like dissenting opinions uh, regarding uh, the virus itself because it doesn't really care who you are. So uh, that being said, uh, the first thing I wanted to knock out of the gate was uh, in regards to coronavirus, like <clears throat> the number one thing I still keep hearing and some of you have heard it as well, they say it's just a flu. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys have looked at any of like the numbers and if you are going to if you're going to try to start comparing numbers, you have to compare apples to apples. Okay, so, you know, the flu, I think it affects, like, speaking strictly to Americans, it affects, like, 45 million people a year. It's seasonal. It's got a point, like, zero, it's got a point one percent death rate or something along, or point zero one percent death rate. No, point one percent death rate. And on top of that, it's, you know, there's vaccines and... Uh, most of the people that die are literally just usually it's just that you know, people are already old, like old or elderly and that's kind of taken that account that point zero that point one percent I should say and in regards to the coronavirus I highly suggest you guys look at the splits between the numbers and don't look at a flat number here because the whole idea behind it is that yes uh, if you're like under 10 like you can get corona, but it you'll be asymptomatic, which means you're not going to have any symptoms at all. You'll just be a carrier of it, uh, which in theory is fine if you're just whatever's about it. Like you're just contained to yourself. Um, same thing if you're like, like I said, uh, under the age of 10, even if you're under the age of 20. Uh, I think it's like the, it's very rare to have any symptoms. And even then, I think there might have only been like one death uh, under the age of 20. But... Uh, but as you get older, between like 20s and 30s and 30s and 40s, it starts it starts to gradually increase. And based off of the, sti- the statistics between like South Korea, South Korea, um, Italy, and I believe China, um, Italy they kind of let the pandemic go and they didn't do any like preventative measures. And I think it's gotten to the point where like if you're over 80, I think the death rate is like either like 8.9 percent or yeah, it's around that percentage. Um, so. I'll try to throw in some more like numbers and resources, and these are legitimate like recorded cases, and like I don't see how it's disputable. Uh, but the the big thing here is, as you get older, uh, it's more more likely to affect you, or if you're just anyone who has any respiratory issues, and that's the big thing too, is that this is a virus that does not replace the flu. It does not replace a cold. It's in addition to any ailments that you have going on. 
So if you have asthma, that's a good respiratory example. Like that is something you need to worry about. If you have asthma and you're sick, like you uh, might not have corona, but uh, if you end up getting corona, you it's not going to be good. Like it's real good. It's a real likelihood that you will have a severe case and you will need to go to a hospital at some point. Uh, the numbers and related to the cases in Corona and people, people who are testing positive uh, is increasing dramatically day over day, um, which is frightening only because of the fact of well, one that's, it's, I mean, not only, but the fact of the matter is, yes, uh, it's, it's spreading, but two, there still aren't enough tests available for people to be, uh, for, for them to say, yeah, there aren't, a test, there aren't enough Corona tests to identify the confirmed cases yet. So, uh, so the realistic, realistically speaking, there is probably 10 to 20 times more people that are carrying the disease than there are actually being diagnosed. And that right there is kind of crazy. Uh, but uh, on top of that, the, the fatality rate, I mentioned compared to the flu, on average, uh, was like 0.1% on the flu. And depending on the country, it does vary between... Uh, two percent to like four percent maybe even higher in some cases and this is where like i just don't get the logic behind most people and uh, i'm not too sure if you guys agree or disagree and and uh, frankly at this point I, like i said it just doesn't make any sense to just like not mention this because uh, it's a pretty big deal to uh, i would say the world at this point uh it's it's, it's just understanding, guys, that, you know, in the information age, in the internet age, the, you know, the instant gratification age, we all have information on the palm of our hands. We all know what's good for us, more or less. We, under, we should understand what's good for us. And we have medical health experts, supercomputers, data analysts, models that have, that have like modeling, I should say, that are telling us, like, here's going to be the trends of this. Here's what's going to happen if you don't stop. And it's still happening. And I just wanted to bring a real, very real scenario situation because I don't think people understand how it's actually going to affect them day over day. And I don't know my demographics for this particular podcast, but if I had to guess, it's ranging between, um, I'd say anyone in their low 20s, probably in to people in their like 50s, 60s, I would say that's the case. Um, obviously, they have sleep troubles, but think about it this way. As the splits come out, and we'll notice a very, very small percentage of people will end up dying, uh, in, let's say, like un under the age of 30 or 40 uh, from corona. But these are the same people that are going to be spreading it to their colleagues, uh, their siblings, their brothers, their parents who are going to be in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. And me, I, you know, I already have a mom who's been sick. She just recovered from pneumonia. And she doesn't have good health, like good luck with health. With experts saying that it's about a 50% chance that anyone's, like half the country will be infected at one point. I don't like those odds. And the whole idea of social distancing is to prevent hospitals from being overwhelmed with people who need help from Corona. So they're trying to buy time, and that's the key, they're trying to buy the time needed to adjust for for a pandemic like this, um, now that it's 
Well, it's pandemic. It's it's outbreak. You can't stop it. So, it's not going to be a matter of if, like something happens to your mom or or whatever. I mean, that actually is if. But the fact of the matter is, assuming you have a parent or sibling or, your, or yourself, okay, depending on who you are. Like assuming you're 50 plus or your you know parents are 60 plus or 70 plus. In the next year, assuming the same four to let's say five percent of anyone above the age of 60 is going to pass away uh, with if, if they get the coronavirus, uh, that might feel a little bit high, but we also don't know the spread rates and everything else. But on average, even including the older ones, like let's just say four to five percent, that's still going to be of the population. Uh, oh, let's see, uh, the people who would get infected, I'm sorry, I'm working off the numbers here, I'm pulling up my spreadsheet, so, out of the 308 or so million U.S. Uh, citizens here, uh, million, yeah, million citizens, uh, the ages between 55 and 64, uh, there are about 42 million Americans, uh, assuming half of them will be infected, and uh, I a quick spreadsheet here, a percentage that will, you know, potentially die if they're infected, uh, 4%. Uh, and that would lead to total deaths to well, 840,000 after it's all said and done. Going for 65 plus, there's about 50 million Americans uh, that are over the age of 65, or 65 and older. And I feel like I'm low-blowing this one with a 6%, uh, you know, mortality rate. Uh, that's still going to be about... Uh, 1.5 million uh, deaths. Now, the estimates were if you're going to practice social distancing, it's going to be around 2 million. Um, that's going to be the number they're going to try to limit it to. But the realistic, I mean, the real like problem here is like one, yes, like 2.3 million plus people are, especially the older, are likely to perish. Like it's almost absolute. And out of those 2.3 million people, that's that's a I mean that that's a terrible like game to play. Like it's a terrible lottery, guys. Um, like the chances of you actually knowing someone that like is related to someone that's passed is I almost feel like it's almost 100 percent when it's going to be all said said and done. Uh, I tried pulling up the numbers uh, similar to the birthday paradox. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. But it's essentially the, the it's a mathematical like equation where uh, if you have like 22 people or, or something like that in the same room, uh, the likelihood of someone sharing the same birthday with you is about 50%, and it goes through about calculating um, the likelihood that it isn't, and it goes through the mathematical equation for it. Um, I mean, I think if you have like 50 plus or 70 plus, then that likelihood is like 99% that you'll know or that you'll share a birthday with someone. So, in regards to this, I tried cranking in the numbers, and I'm sorry I'm doing this like a super last minute. Uh, I know it's a little bit later in the day when I'm recording, but uh, the likelihood of saying 2.3 million people pass, you know, the children of those, assuming, uh, you know, the you know these people have kids, they might have one or two kids, uh, that's going to be 4.65, to like 10 million people that are affected, especially if, if, you have, if you have had multiple kids, or a million like adults, and that is a lot of people, 
guys. Uh, you're going to run into a lot of people that, I mean, even just comparing it to uh, one, you know, a, a, a disaster that, um, yeah, it's been almost like 18, 19 years um, now uh, with 9-11. You know, people, obviously, obviously it's, I'm comparing apples and oranges here, but the, but the but for people who kind of live through that, it's, you know, people are still affected by that. And I think the numbers of that alone are between like five and 10,000 deaths. And especially if you're from New York or you, or, you know, you were there, uh, you chances are you know someone or you might know someone of someone that experienced it. Uh, not all of us, but it's a, you know, it's fairly likely. Uh, but multiply that by about 200. Uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine a scenario, guys, where a year from now, uh, not, not one of us won't be affected by this virus that will know someone that has passed. And that's what irks me about this whole thing, is that people who don't understand that, uh, and I'm trying to be very deliberate with what I'm trying to say, um, because, I mean, I, I, no, one, no one is really talking about that effect here. Uh, it's more so just talking about just numbers for numbers' sake, and they are not, I, I don't think for one it resonates to a lot of the people who aren't, um, who aren't not just aware, but who aren't, who don't care about what they could be doing. And realistically, all it takes at this point, especially if it keeps growing, and it's quite kind of annoying in my town because it's, because um, we're getting, we're increasing the amount of cases and <laughs> people still uh, keep packing in stores near hoardings, toilet paper in small groups when that's the opposite of what they should be doing. But all it really does take is one person I mean, even if you just happen to get it and you don't feel symptoms, and you visit your parents and you don't practice social distancing, or you visit someone who could be sick too, uh, you know, it, it's yeah, that's what's annoying is that I don't think people really understand the depth of the situation, uh, and it's yeah, it, for me that that that's what irks me the most. Uh, so I generally like to talk about a, a billion different things at once. Um, but obviously, a lot of things have changed in the last week, uh, and, and you know, uh, I initially wanted to come up, come on, and talk about this stuff Friday, uh, a few days back, but uh, I just didn't have the time, unfortunately. And uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that, uh, you know, that I don't want to say I was kind of hoping that the virus would stop. It's not going to happen, but kind of hope that things might die down just a little bit, or maybe like the hysteria, hysteria will die down and people will adjust. And it seems that depending on certain parts of the country still, um, they really don't believe that this is real. And uh, it's gonna be quite, it's gonna be quite interesting to see how that progresses. Uh, but yeah, anyway guys, anyways, um, the point of the fact of the matter is like at the end of the day, uh, just a year from now, I, I severely, I mean, I, I don't know uh, if you are listening at this point, guys. Um, you know, just keep it. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that this is a very real scenario. And it's something that's on the back of my mind. And I know this, I should probably should not be saying this, especially on a podcast that's helping you trying to fall asleep. So my tip to you guys, obviously, for one is to eat a mandarin. Okay. That helps. 
<laughs> I'm assuming there's vitamins to help you just fight fight any symptoms you might have, coronavirus or regular flu or even just a cold or just whatever. It just it's just healthy. But more importantly, guys, I it's it's just the action that's being taken. Like if you take an action to just consider, you know, that you have a direct effect on kind of the future here. Uh, and this is not this is not bullshit. This is real. Okay, it's obviously how a virus spreads. It's one person is in contact with another, and so on and so forth. And on top of the fact that the coronavirus already spreads, I think like two and a half to four times more than the flu means. You know, say um, say after, for example, give five days and just one person infected, and they infect three people the next day. Compare that to the flu, where they infect one person the next day, you know, after one day with Corona, it goes from one person affected to four, from four to, um, let's see, 12 plus four is 16, okay, and compare that to uh, flu, it goes from like one to two, two to four, like almost doubles daily where Corona already, is already four times that spread, even though, um, yeah, it, it is, it is spread to that, that rate. So, uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I'm correct with the math there, but that's, it's just not a good combination, guys, and I don't know, I, have, I feel like I'm speaking from a place, more of a somber place this episode, I don't know, I, I, I've lost people, you know, family members and uh, friends in my life, and it's not fun, I don't wish anyone would go through that, and... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I take this more to heart than most people, but I've also been paying attention to this a lot more. Um, probably probably to an unhealthy amount, admittedly. So, so that, I mean, that's really all I wanted to point out in regards to coronavirus, and that's the biggest reason why I wanted to say it up front first. I know some people might not like the preachiness of, of this, but uh, but it, it's important, and that's that's all I wanted to get at. Uh, that said, uh, I know I know a lot of people are still wondering, like, um, you know, sadness aside, dampering aside, like, there's a lot of people whose jobs in industries have changed uh, overnight. Whether if you're in the entertainment industry or you're in a service-based industry or a travel industry, and I think those are the top three industries that are, like, affected dramatically through everything. Obviously, you can't go to restaurants and dine in, uh, depending on the state you're at, which I'm surprised not every state has banned this yet. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. But uh, you're, you're no longer allowed to uh, dine in, not, not restaurants, but uh, can't go to bars. Uh, bars are closed. Any spot where gatherings, social gatherings, I think they mentioned 10. Um, I was asked of yesterday, I think Tuesday, they mentioned 10. It started out as 50, and I think 25 and 10. Uh, or maybe it started out as like no large gatherings, and they had to specify it, and now they just say 10. Uh, it's it, it's changed the dynamic of a lot of industries, and it's caused a huge uh, uplift in the amount of people that are you know ordering delivery, that are doing more takeout specifically. And it's very interesting to see because you know I work in uh, you know I work in consulting, and it doesn't and and for me, I'm trying to do my best to figure out, you know, what are the solutions to these problems that business owners have. 
And most of these are, are going to have to be innovative, are going to have to be forward-thinking. And, uh, you know, a lot of tech companies already have pretty much gone remote, uh, especially any any company or, or industry that doesn't require any face-to-face -face, face -face interaction is now immediately, they're, they're already focused on trying to get um, at-home work done. And I know there's going to be a great load of people who, uh, who haven't adjusted to working from home. And, you know, that, that's going to be something that's going to be new. That's going to be something interesting uh, for people to adapt and adjust. Um, but in the same time, it's, uh, it, it, it's very weird. That's all I can say. Now, I guess to try, kind of switch the subjects a little bit more, uh, I know, again, some of you are still trying to sleep, and I really didn't even intend for this to be like a super long episode. Uh, and, and I've done, the thing is I've done my research on a lot of this stuff, and I've been hesitant to just start dropping like numbers, demographics, and like 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 double rates and everything else. And really, at the end of the day, that's, you know, if you guys want to look at that stuff, feel free to either look at the description or just, uh, I guess, follow me on Twitter or, uh, you know, just look at a Google, ser Google search, too. But a lot of the sources that are coming from this are literally from hospitals, World Health Organization, people who've dedicated their lives to fighting these diseases and viruses. And... Uh, you know, and and I don't know. I, I don't want to have I don't want to have a whole like damper of a podcast episode, even though I'm 25 minutes in. But fortunately, I know some of you are still awake. And this is this episode is a little bit different. I mean, part one is yes. When I talk about Corona, um, hopefully it's not like too heavy, and I don't sound like I'm too sad or something that's super ominous coming. But I also wanted to uh, actually. I, I I'm tweaking a little bit of my recording methods, where before I talk uh, specifically, and kind of just in the microphone, and I'm looking kind of like at the screen or looking at a screen, and kind of just speaking from what I'm seeing and and or whatever I have like notes I've written. And this time I actually have the rain background already ahead of time, so I kind of know when. Uh, it comes in, what's coming up ahead of time, and and I'm hearing the rain as I'm talking, which I think could be a reason why I'm talking a little bit slower than normal. I don't know why I feel calm when I hear the rain. This is like a rain under a tent, and I don't know, I feel like this is my favorite sound in the world, like any day, all day. I know uh, getting, and I don't know, I like to mix up the sounds a little bit, but this is obviously my favorite one. Um, but I've also already pre-edited um, kind of the theme song without making the manual edits of like adjusting volumes. The same with a number of, uh, of ambient noises too. So that should speed up a lot of the editing time for what I'm doing here. I'm still doing GarageBand as my main place to do like podcasting, but uh, but essentially I want to get back to using a PC <laughs> and get off Mac. So I think doing this and this already like getting the pre-edited like versions up and ready to where I can I can actually do the podcast and noticing now that I'm not worried about like editing and whatnot I'm spending more time actually like doing hand motions. So who knows? Maybe my speaking style, especially in the last couple minutes, now that I'm trying not to be 
uh, Captain Bring Down it has gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, and again, hopefully you guys who are listening are doing well. Uh, hopefully you guys are stocked up on toilet paper because it's clearly a uh, it's clearly a need for the average American. Uh, don't know why, but clear clear need. Um, but if you can stock up on ten things, I probably would recommend. And this is off the top of my head: one, water; two, Kleenex. Guys, get some sort of Kleenex or tissue. Um, three, non-perishables. Obviously, you're probably your best bang for your buck is probably uh, maybe chunky, potentially frozen pizza. Depending depending on that. Obviously, the staples rice. It's gonna good be good forever, uh, pretty much. Uh, trying to think about the other non-perishables. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd say a lot of instant ramen. If you want to go cheap, go that route. Maybe uh, get like a 10-pack of like chow mein. Uh, chunky soup. I love chunky soup. That's always good. Uh, I already mentioned water, but honestly, I can't overemphasize uh, water. Although, in theory, uh, the virus does not go through... Uh, but like does not go in water it doesn't go through like the water systems so uh, uh, that's presumably that assuming everything's correct so that's not anything to worry about uh, it's just preference at that point just get water so you don't have to, if your city has terrible water tasting you might as well just get water regular water that doesn't taste terrible that's kind of my logic or just um, get a water cooler or not a water cooler yeah a water cooler you get like a five gallon uh, fill those up five gallon jug for like a buck twenty five uh, still way cheaper than getting a bottle of water. I would say probably get a couple books to pass the time. I don't know. Uh, I, find my, I find myself on the internet way more than I really want to. Uh, I've talked about this in previous episodes uh, where I've been tracking time and I've been very, very adamant about keeping keeping that up. Uh, that and the Whole30. Um, way better with the time management than the Whole30, I'm not going to lie. But... Uh, but the key thing is, like, I'm ter- uh, ever since this whole thing dropped, especially when sports has halted on last Wednesday, uh, it's, it's been, I don't know, I just feel like I just can't be unglued. Um, you're just looking at the facts, looking at the trends, looking at the data, uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I look at, I just like to look at trends, I like to look at human behaviors, uh, I like to look at how people are acting and interacting, and... Uh, and I don't know. I, I I I like to look at the numbers and look at like the look at the calculated risks, and and that's as far as I can take take these things. You know, I can't I can't uh, figure out the specifics among the disease and look at like the spreads upon like who's I don't know. I try to give an example, but I can't. But. I, you know, I, but I, I think it's good to kind of just kind of be in the loop uh, where these trends are going and what they're doing. I know there was a recent a recent thing on Twitter where a guy pulled up. I think it was like the uh, it was some kind of report, the empirical report, which I think the White House used, and I think the whole world has kind of been using that model, where it gives three different scenarios of like the coronavirus, and uh, one was. Uh, kind of just let it run rampant, which had like I think like seven seven million deaths in the United States, which seems a little bit crazy. Uh, it's absurd. Um, and the other one is kind of like what we're trying to be preached now, which is social distancing, um, which uh, I think 
is around like a, yeah, around like the 2.2 million mark. And then the third version was like the complete shutdown mode, which I think is what China's doing, or at least what they're saying they're doing. And they mentioned that that works pretty well. And what it does is, but that style is like you shut down everything for like a month, then you let things ramp up a little bit, little, little bit. Now it doesn't essentially get rid of the virus, but it stops the spread. And then it's kind of like a teetering thing. You, you, I think you're like one month out or like two months out and then one month you're back to normal and back and forth. Um, I obviously cannot see how America would do that based on lifestyle and kind of the instant gratification of 2020-ness. But I think the United States took the middle of the road approach, which I think most of the world's doing. So, I mean, I don't know, like looking at those data trends and like kind of comparing that to how people are acting and seeing in real time is very interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want, for me, I just don't want... I just don't want people dying, guys. That's that's all. Like, if I can do my part to lower the deaths, uh, and I'm just a guy who's just speaking his thoughts, you know, you guys are have equal, if not more, power than me. So it's up to you to change the future, I guess. Man, I sound so winded now, too. But anyways, guys, I miss sports. And I, don't, I have no idea what, what this episode's even supposed to be about. Like, I mentioned Corona, and I'm already 30 minutes in. And, you know, I wanted to talk about either, like, jobs specifically. And maybe maybe I'll just start getting in there. Maybe this will be, like, another, like, bit of a stream of conscious string. String. <laughs> episode, I should say. Um, when I'm in transition to, like, uh, you know, go back to two or three episodes a week. But... Yeah, I wanted to talk about like a lot of the jobs that may or may not be created. I know there's going to be a huge demand for, I feel like in my head, like logistics, specifically like delivery services, um, anything that could be used for onboarding remote workers, learning and team building and whatnot, and actually building culture around remote working is probably going to pay huge dividends, the way I would imagine, as me and I've looked, I've read, I don't know. This is what I do in my spare time. I, I go on Twitter, I look at what people are saying, and not just people, I look at what small business owners are saying, what certain industries are saying, and looking at like their needs or what, what's important to them. And the biggest thing right now I've noticed is that a lot of the small businesses or growing businesses that might not be affected by the coronavirus directly, uh, you know, or might have like, like a slight dip in traction, or like slight dip in uh, maybe foot traffic is that they're all they seem to be more focused on preventing the spread and adapting to the situation versus uh, just shutting down. So uh, I think yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of what's going to come out of that, what kind of solutions are like are going to be uh, presented. And I almost thought about doing a dedicated uh, coronavirus uh, idea episode for my startup ideas. Uh, but to be honest with you, I I like solving pro like I really love solving problems, and I come from a marketing background, like a strong marketing and business background. I should say marketing first, business, eh, you know, you know, went to school for it. But I, marketing, I, I just love marketing. But I love marketing, but I hate the idea of marketing. But that makes sense. I'm a marketer that hates marketing, but I like marketing. It's um, I don't like marketing or terrible products, terrible ideas, terrible people. You know, marketing is supposed to be the end goal is to 
find what the person's looking for to the right product at the right time. Sounds corny, but that's really it. Like if you were thinking like, oh, you know, I need a face mask. Like ideally in a perfect world, you would already know what the face mask is or what things to consider. It Like if you have an idea of like what you're looking for in a face mask or, you know, what if you wanted a design of a face mask, I don't know. But like, you know, it's just matching the right product with the right people for their needs. Uh, nothing more. And people overcomplicate this. And uh, anyway, uh, before I go off on too many tangents, the whole idea is that I I didn't I didn't want to talk more about idea specifically because that revolves kind of the the idea behind it. Um, the idea behind the startup ideas one is eventually like some of those ideas might exist or already exist, and I just there's so many ideas I just don't know which one to go for. So you guys can take them. But I feel like with the coronavirus, I don't know, it, it just feels skeezy just to be like, hey guys, look at all these ideas you can use and profit off people who need it, who, who like it. I don't know. So, I did write a couple down, but I just didn't want to dedicate an episode for it, because I'm just trying to figure out, like, solution-oriented stuff. Now, I wrote this a couple days ago, some of these a couple days ago. Now, are they good? Are they bad? Who knows? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, all these are just more entertainment based. One, I want sports back up. And there is a solution to getting sports back up. So if you are a non-major sport and you want to get, you want to get eyeballs, because here's the thing. People are going to still play sports, but if you're going to play sports and you're still going to be at risk of set of, of spreading corona you have to reverse engineer the hell out of that so figure out who's got corona test them daily i'm assuming there are test kits but then you'd have to quarantine everyone in that league and be like hey guys you're specifically gonna have to fly these airlines you're gonna do these types of travel you're not allowed to be with people for x amount of time for the season it's a huge it's a huge ask don't get me wrong However, if you are the only, if you're going to be the only sports organization that can find a solution to that, and I can help, no. But, but I feel like reverse engineering the process of making sure everything's quarantined, uh, going through the process. I'm sure you're going to need like this like CDC or some health uh, organization that can better drive that. But I do think it's possible. Then you will have a bunch of eyeballs. Like people wanting to watch sports for a sport that, um, for a sport that could be growing, a sport that probably didn't get the attention it doesn't because of the bigger sports. I think that would actually be very beneficial. Right? Maybe not a sport, but maybe a league. For me, it's just like getting the XFL back. At this point, uh, I can start watching football. Not that is busy, but now I can't watch any sports. But. Assuming the players understand the risk, they understand, hey, like, if we play this and we happen to be, like, say, if, the, if they end up getting corona, obviously, one, they can't play. But two, uh, it's just a contained way of, like, keeping whatever's going on in that league, like, quarantined within that, within whatever league or that sport uh, for that extended time period until it's done and they, whatever athletes are sick or recover or if they show any signs of sickness you know obviously don't play because the risk 
dying. It's not cool. But, you know, if there was a way to safely regulate that, I, I think that's plausible. Uh, I also thought about this, too. It's like another idea. 24-7 channel, like all HBO quality, no commercials, no, rerun, no reruns ever. So I thought about this mainly because a lot of the TV shows, especially Netflix and live shows, obviously, aren't available. And if there was a 24-7 uh, channel, all HBO quality, no commercials, no reruns ever, uh, it's just kind of creating a network of like real live TV, kind of like the old school like 90s vibe to where it's stream only. If you miss it, uh, you might be able to watch it like on a Netflix or Series Q, but everything you see all 24 hours a day is just something that's new that could be an ongoing series you might have like 48 different series going on all at once all new episodes 24 hours a day what you're doing is creating high quality content that people have to watch they cannot miss and they're we're kind of in a situation to where if you're working from home or whatever you can kind of work around that flexible you, know, you, you would have a flexible schedule to work around things that you might find entertaining because a lot of people I mean the adjustments where I'm seeing everything's gonna go especially um, in the future uh, especially when more people are gonna be working remote is that there's gonna be more remote talking you know more remote relationships in the sense of like friends I would say like more of the activities that people like doing they're gonna be less physical related at least for the time being those could be more based off of, you know, the shows you watch, the shows that you listen to, or books you read, or so on and so forth. Uh, I think something like that will create like a lot of hype, especially around shows that tend to do very well, uh, that would tend to be do perform really well. Uh, a lot of people online would still talk about shows. Uh, if there's a channel that, like I said, is all new all the time, and it also doesn't give people a break. Like, it kind of gives them an incentive to keep watching because you don't want to miss whatever episode of whatever show because it's either not going to be replayed again or there's just better quality TV that's in the next half an hour that you don't want to miss. I don't know. These, are, Like I said, these are just kind of random, random ideas that aren't too much, like, dedicated to solving coronavirus stuff. It's just more so solving the needs of people who are very, very bored right now. Uh... Yeah, that's mostly the only two I've written. Uh, I probably had a lot more, but I, I, I'm not writing. I'm not writing these notes in the shower. Like, doesn't make too much sense. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want a wet phone. That said, I hope everyone uh, is just taking their time to just you know assess the situation. Just, just do your due diligence, guys. Uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm right about everything here. Uh, it's just very weird that this last week the trends have gone very similar to how I didn't want to happen, but they I'm still thinking about it. So, so if you are a first-time listener, this is probably not the best episode. Although, if you are sleeping and you are a first-time listener and you're hearing my voice, well, in your dreams, just imagine you... I can't even think of a good scenario um, that's more proactive because um, I don't know what most people dream about uh, I dream about random stuff I dream about um, whatever I'm obsessed with that's just how I dream if I love poker I dream about poker if I watch a lot of anime I dream anime um, if I am watching CNN all day or on Twitter 
my dream tweets. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. But for you guys, you know, this might be a good time, especially if you are, ta you know, if you're laid off work. Obviously, one, collect unemployment, do that immediately. But two, uh, if there's a new skill that you want to learn, uh, go ahead and do that. If you're always wondering, like, you know, I can't do this, I don't have time, I don't have XYZ, uh, this might be a good time. I, I think during the next 30 to 90 days, uh, a lot of people who are proactive are going to skill up. They're going to learn a lot of things, and they might switch careers, or they might take you know, use this time to proactively find a new career path or a new job path or a new position at a different company. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's at least, you know, my, my, I don't know, actionable tip for you dreamers who are still listening or in your dreams. Uh, you know, just think about, you know, one, something if it's something you like doing, two, you know, does it pay? Uh, and if it doesn't pay enough, do you think you can be the best at doing whatever you wanted to do to where you can make that money? Uh, it's, I don't know, for me, this is kind of how I logically think. And I don't know if that's good logic or bad logic, it's just that, that's what makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I don't have anything too much to say at this point. I thought I did initially, but some, I feel like some of these episodes of the podcast, especially these stream of consciousness ones, they, they don't, they either don't go really like fast pace or, or I'll say like that they might be like fast pace and long or slow pace and slow. I feel like this is kind of in the middle. Uh, to where I feel like I had things I wanted to talk about, but at the end of the day, it's really just, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't like, I don't like uncertainty, and I don't like, uh, I don't like being in position to not do anything when I am in position, in reality, and it doesn't feel like it. Actually, that doesn't make more sense. I'd rather be in position to do something and things I can control. And this is this is a situation where we all can, for the most part, control. Uh, and, you know, if not, obviously, um, well, I'm wrong for your situation, but I, I think a majority of us, um, based on our day-to-day -day actions, can control this or, or find ways to limit um, interactions, at least with other people. So, you know, face-to-face -face interactions. So, you know, I don't know. I really don't know yet, but... Uh, the future is going to be very interesting. That's all. That's all I do now. It's always been interesting, and I know this year has been pretty nuts, and we're only two and a half months in. So this might be a long year. I mean, who knows? Next month, um, I don't know. Next month there might be like aliens or something like that. It's me. But I shouldn't even joke about that. This this year has been too nonsensical. But anyways, guys, I like I said, if you're a first time listener and you're still awake and you're still listening, I'm thoroughly impressed because hopefully I thought you'd be sleeping if you are a repeated listener let me know what you think just send me an email at droolishpodcast at gmail.com regards to feedback on the subjects moving forward uh, the coronavirus is something that I don't plan to talk about um, probably ever again this just seemed like something that like I said is very important if it does come up again I'm pretty sure I'll have a, full, a more succinct and direct message for you guys and like what I want to talk about. But if there's any types of episodes you guys like, whether it's the stream of consciousness one, uh, we can't do sports betting anymore, guys, because even if I wanted to, sports is canceled. 
but I can talk about data, numbers, spreadsheets. I know that sounds boring, but uh, you know, I'm not trying to keep you guys super engaged, I don't think, but enough engaged to where you can eventually fall asleep. Um, we could talk about dreaming, or sleeping specifically, the art of sleeping, and I actually enjoyed those types of episodes where I talk more about uh, helping you guys improve sleep quality. Um, could be productivity, uh, could be a lot of things. Uh, you know, when you're an ADHD kid who just loves learning a billion different things, uh, you know, you pick, you pick up a few things down the road, and and I, I enjoy teaching them. Um, or talking about them, I can't say teaching, but talking about them. And as long as I as long as I believe there's some value. So, if there's any requests that you'd like me to talk about, or any ailments, or thing or things that are keeping you awake at night, uh, still feel free to send me a message. Uh, I could talk about it on the podcast, or uh, probably email you back too. I try to do my best to get back in responses for emails. And in regards to the Patreon, I don't plan on putting a Patreon up yet. I'm not going to put up a Patreon until I'm actually going to dedicate, uh, until I fix my process in this this podcast. So, because I don't know, I, I just feel weird just doing Patreon and like not, and if I'm only doing one episode a week, that does that doesn't do you guys any justice, okay? Like, if you are an active listener, I understand one one day a week uh, that helps, one night a week, I should say. Um, but there's seven nights in a week. I don't know if you guys replay these episodes. I don't know if what I talk about is just <laughs> nonsensical, but I feel like there's a sense of of recency. And and I, I don't know, I like recency when, I, when I'm listening to things. I want to hear something new all the time and not the same old thing over and over again. Or at least something that's a variation of difference over and over again. And, uh, yeah, that just might be me. Uh, I might just... Uh, you don't know, I'm gonna go back in the tank and just, like I said, figure out what works. Or figure out, like, what I think helps you guys sleep better and improve the experience. Um, obviously this episode is probably the exception. So yeah, sorry for the doom and gloom, folks. Um, it's still very real. Um, but, like I said, there's a lot of things we can do is adapt, adjust, and change how we do things day to day. And we can, uh, potentially save a lot of people's lives. Uh, and it's really just crazy. I mean, the biggest solution is just to be a hermit in all this, and yeah, who knows, maybe we'll find better ways of, like, transportation, like maybe tubes will be back, or, you know, like those uh, Futurama tubes for delivery. But, yeah. Anyways, guys, until next time, take care, and dream easy.